Welcome to Bluff City Bets, a Bluff City Media podcast. Join Daniel Greer and Chase Bobbitt as they give their plays of the day and strategies for success as a sports better. Now, let's get to the show. We are Bluff City Bets. We're here to make you just a, a little bit smarter and make your cash go a little bit farther. I am your host, Daniel Greer, and I have with me my main guy. He is Chase Bobbitt. What's up, man? What's up? How you doing? Doing good, doing good. This is Bluff City Bets, and this is going to be a fun show. We were here last week. Unfortunately, I did not cash my official play, but Chase did. Uh, what was your official play? It was uh, Denver, it was, was it plus three? Denver plus three in the game that beat the Suns by 30 or whatever. I could have gone to bed after the first quarter and, and known that was a cash, so that was nice. Brunson, he seemed like he started slow, and then he almost yeah. seemed like he was going to get it at the end and then just gassed out. I think the amount of minutes almost were a bad thing towards the end of that game for him. That's the only thing that worried me on my Jalen Brunson over four and a half rebounds. It was a minus 140. It's a little juicy. Uh, but he had four, and I felt good. I'm like, all right, there's six minutes to go in the game. There, he's going to play. If he loses this game, he's done, right? So he's mm-hmm. going to play well. He played every minute of those last six for sure, and – literally was close to so many and then i think it was julius randall or mitchell robinson just grab the rebound right next to him like just just randall couldn't do it for me last time he decided to ruin it this game i'm he's on my no bet list dead he's dead (laughs) (laughs) all right we're gonna get into uh four segments uh as you know it's going to be we're gonna go around the league talk a little bit about that they're gonna hit on some bad beats and big cash we're gonna then give you what to play what games we're looking at, what's around, uh, completely hit on that, break it down, give you some more stats, some trends. And then last thing we'll do is give you our official plays and get out of here. So going around the league, um, we've obviously, we're, we're going into soccer a little bit last week, talking more about basketball and baseball. But uh, looking around the league, anything that excites you at all? I mean, and it will kind of be the topic, at least from my end, for the, the whole show today is this Lakers-Nuggets series, especially after that crazy game we had last night. And just kind of looking at what the the angle is, um, I think that the books are a lot sharper on, or a lot closer to what I believe is going to happen than if you listen to all the talking heads or read Twitter, where I wouldn't say that it almost seemed like everyone was kind of giving the Lakers a moral victory after this game because they came back, which I guess is is true. They didn't get blown out because they had to be down 20 plus after the first quarter, if I'm not mistaken, or close to it. And people seem to have this narrative that they maybe figured something out with Jokic and playing 80 off off Jokic and putting someone on. I just I don't think it really matters as much as people are kind of putting it out to be. I know Anthony Davis played well, but the fact that Anthony Davis, who I'm not a huge fan of, and I don't trust him in any capacity longer than like short little stints against the Grizzlies, of <laughs> course. Um, but I don't trust – he had a great game. He had 40 points, 10 rebounds, and they still lost. And I, I just – I don't see Jokic being – stopped by whatever the your Darvin Ham and the Lakers throw at him. So, and again, I think a lot of people are almost giving the Lakers a moral victory here, but the books, I, I think the Nuggets are like minus, I want to say minus two, minus 240 to win the series now. So obviously, or sorry, minus 280. So the books agree with me that I think the Nuggets are going to get this done. If you take the series spread, it's minus one and a half. So Nuggets and six would get you that, right? No. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Nuggets and six would get you that. So I like that and minus one and a half for the series spread for the Nuggets. But just in general, I think there's a lot of good value in this series after that first game. And 
think we saw a lot from that. Yeah. So hold on. So what? One and a half. Wouldn't they need to be win by two? So they, if they won the series four two, that would mean they won in six. Right. So okay. They won yep, game seven right. four three. So yep. Nuggets in six or better would be minus one and a half, which is minus one fourteen. It's just split down the middle. Um, it was that that at the start of the series. It's that now. Obviously, they say the series don't start until a away team wins a game, and we know that what the Nuggets can do at home. But I just think that the Nuggets, if you watch them, they're just a juggernaut. There's really no weakness in the team. You may get caught on just a bad shooting night, but again, Ayoka's just going to get whatever he wants. He, there's no way to to really defend him if he, you know, if he gets doubled, he's finding the pass. If not, he's cooking whoever it may be, even Anthony Davis one on one. So I'm very confident in the Nuggets getting getting out of this series in six games or less. Hmm. I'm actually on the same way as you are. Like I, I, I expect this to be a Denver series. I just think they are a much better team. I heard actually people talking today saying that they thought that they that the Lakers figured it all out. Mm. I didn't see that because the simple fact is, it's like, what are they going to do? So they're going to now put Rui Hachimura on Nikola Jokic, right? That's the Nikola, idea. Nikola Jokic is going to cook him. Yeah, like, and I, then the I, whole I, thing, I, I, I guess they think that then Anthony Davis plays in like kind of a helper role and kind of sagging off of whoever's in the opposite corner, which is normally Aaron Gordon or I think Jeff Green. But yeah. it comes to a point where those guys are either going to make the shot or if Jokic is doubled, does it really matter at this point after what we saw? I know he slowed down towards the end of the game, but I still don't think he's in great shape. He's just, uh, you know, fat loaf who <laughs> just destroys everyone. So, I, I mean, he's going to burn out to an extent. So, but yeah, I don't think that the Lakers have figured it out as much as people seem to think they have. Yeah, I, I'm on the same way as you there. I, I don't get it, man. I just don't understand that. That thinking doesn't make sense to me. I just think that there should be a legit play on Nikola Jokic on a triple-double. And that's kind of what I'm looking at. It's minus 123 is the lowest odds I've seen so far. That That's a little juicy for me. That I, so, if, so if you look at other, other reasons and other plays to do, and we'll kind of just target this game a little bit, so the one number I see is 13 and a half for rebound. He averages 14 against them uh, this season. He's actually hit that two of five games. So it's not like he's going way over that number. Most of those games were all before uh, in the early part of January and before the, in the season. So Jokic in the last 10, he's averaging 13.9 rebounds. And that does include that 21 you know rebound game in game one. I'm just curious if it needs to be kind of hesitant on the rebounds because maybe he's going to be more of a facilitator. And so he will look to be the guy who drives and the guy who dishes. So if you actually look at the number, it's 10 and a half is his assist line. In the last two games against them, he's he's put up 30 assists in two games, 14 last game. Do you like that 10 and a half assists? against this next game it's minus 105 and he's now hit that in five games in a row overall in the playoffs yeah i definitely do and it always throws me off with him because you see a number that high and regardless of how good he is as a passer you see i mean you see that number that high for anyone even when james harden he was sitting at like nine and a half eight and a half pretty much all year and all mm -hmm. of his opening um i do like it just because the ball is in his hands every single time they go down the court um and again, I've just seen I've some of these passes he gets off. I've just never seen anything like it. And I think that 
again, if they try to play this new style of defense against him, that's going to open. The whole idea is to contain him from scoring if they're going to play this way. So I think that's only going to open up the assist numbers even more. And it seems like he's getting, yeah. And and Denver's a very good, I think they're an underrated team shooting the ball. Uh, I think almost people don't give them enough credit for how well they can't shoot the ball with Porter Jr. and Jamal Murray, especially, and KCP and Bruce Brown can knock down a couple here or there. So I like that. And I know you just mentioned the triple-double. If you kind of going back even further where you say you like Denver on FanDuel, the player performance double, you can take Yoka's triple-double and Denver to win at plus 132. So Mm. it kind of combines those two for you. Um, Again, I mean, if he gets a triple-double, you're going to assume that. I don't know what the stats are, but I'm sure it's high. When he gets a triple-double, they're going to win X amount of time. So I think that's also something you could throw in there to maybe beef it up a bit. Yeah. Um, man, I so the the odds don't scare me at minus one one twenty-three. Uh enough to make it go to plus one thirty-five. If that was plus one fifty-five, I would definitely think about it. But at plus one thirty-five, I'd rather be safe than sorry. Yeah, it's not enough uh, of a risk. But how much is the difference though? So Okay, so if I'm going to go over, get 11 assists, how much, how important is that one extra assist? Because he obviously has to get to 10, and that's what mm-hmm. I always look at. And so, is there any thought, the thought process maybe that goes, you know, to you and looking at this? Like, all right, I have one that's minus 123. I think he's going to get 10 points, right? That's an easy one. He should get 10 rebounds, but obviously, he screwed people in the past maybe the way they play him defensively, they want to keep him on the outside. So they're going to say, hey, if you want to stay out there, we're going to build a wall in a sense with two guys and keep you out there. If you want to pass, then go ahead. Uh, Does that scare you for rebounds? Because that pretty much limits you on offensive rebounds. So you're going to get them all defensively. And his rebounds are kind of strange too, because when you're talking about those offensive rebounds, almost every time I watch him, he has these spurts where he almost gets three or four in one possession where he gets kind of a little tip thing going and he'll do it like, three times i think every time i've watched him play it seems like he did it he, i mean he had 12 in the first quarter um game one and i think he had three or four just like that like he, he almost misses it and just gets it back and keeps going and if their whole idea is to keep him out of the paint i think that can limit it um so i definitely like i like him to get a over that i think he gets 13 12 13 rebounds so i'm not you know okay. at that 13 and a half it does make me a bit concerned um but i'm confident and then they assist again if, if i were to be in that position, and again, I'm not much of a risk taker sometimes, so I'd probably just take it for the triple double just in case. I wouldn't want to be in that position where that half half assist kills me. Yeah. Um, but I'm sure if he gets ten, he's probably going to get eleven. But that's just kind of the way I am that I'd rather play it safe there and eat a bit of juice, if yeah. you will. No, I agree. I I think that's a safer play, even though it is a little bit more juicy. Uh, mm-hmm. There's a reason it's minus 123 compared to minus 105. Uh, more than likely, what I'm doing is I'm going to wait and kind of see if there's some kind of boost or something that comes out, especially if it's a play I really like and it's already juiced. More than likely, if it's 140, minus 140 to minus 150, if it, it's not going to go much higher than that. It's either going to go to the next number Mm-hmm. Or it's going to fall. And early on, you know, and I always say that's kind of, you know, something to pay attention to. If you like a number and you see a number and you like the odds, you have to go play it. You have to hit it because more than likely it's going to move if you like it that much because you like it as well as probably a lot of other people. And there's a reason you like it. Mm-hmm. But 
that's usually for the over. If it's the under, I'm going to let it sit there. And the reason is, is because you can get unders right before a game, like 30 minutes, an hour, two hours, five hours before a game. And you can actually get better numbers going if you want to go under. Because usually if people are buying, they're buying them up, right? They're usually not buying a number down for the most part. And so um, unless it's just a, a big player, you can probably find the under down closer to the game. Uh, and so that's what I would always look at. But there's no unders that I'm looking at right now. But I do know that every every main player they have, right? So you're talking about uh, LeBron, Anthony Davis, Jamal Murray, and Nikola Jokic all went over on their points. As currently they are, they all went over on their points. I don't know if that's happening again. So that's a little scary. It's a little worrisome. Uh, but I am going to – I have a play from that game as well as you do. We both have plays from that game and our official plays, so make sure you stay tuned for there. But uh, anything else you have on this before we move into uh, bad beats and big cash? No, that's really all for this game. Yep, I, I agree. Yeah. This is the main game I'm looking at. Uh, I looked around baseball, and there wasn't much that I kind of saw. Uh, what to play? I'm going to give you a baseball play there and something uh, a, a game that I'm targeting, and I'll tell you why. But we're going to get to uh, bad beats and big cash we need some music right there the bad beats and the big cash uh, all right big uh any bad beats or bad tickets you saw that were just like you know throw up level uh well i wouldn't say throw up level but one of my own or two of my own actually one of them i would say is throw up level uh first one was celtic 76ers over 201 and a half points mm. um it finished at 201 no sorry 201. 200 Oh. Exactly. <laughs> and of course, that was the game that or game seven where the 76ers decided to score 10 points in the third quarter after me basically not turning the game off, but kind of checking out already mentally cashing that. Um, so that was that was painful. I mean, 10 points in a quarter and then you get towards the end of the game. Garbage time. They put the scrubs in. Well, they're going to try, you know, last game of the season. Yeah. Uh, maybe maybe show something for a new contract, and these guys are just breaking layups left and right. I've never seen so many missed layups right at the rim than I did, especially for the 76ers. So that was tough. And then I know we talked um, off camera before about hockey. And, uh, again, don't know much about hockey. Um, I bought down a bunch of overs in hockey and Major League Soccer over the weekend. It was plus 350, and it was the Oilers, which – I come to find out where the top led the league in goals scored per game throughout the season um, <laughs> season on the line. They were, they had to win this game. I think they were down three, two, I guess, going into this yeah. game, scored two goals. It was over two and a half goals, scored two goals in the first five minutes of the game. And they didn't score again for the remainder of the gross uh, the game. So that was painful. I turned it on. I watch hockey here or there. Not much, but again, for a plus three fifty ticket, I, I was locked in. I had a, Another leg of that, which was soccer, which was over two and a half goals. And no, sorry, it was over half a goal for the San Jose Earthquakes in the MLS. If anyone watches MLS, they scored in the 94th minute, last kick of the ball to catch mm. that. And I saw, I was all, um, the Oilers are cashing that easily. I already cashed this ticket. And of course, that's the one that ended up killing me. So those are two personal ones I had. Um, yeah, I mean, every every week is going to be my own personal story for this bad week. <laughs> uh, I'll share a personal one that I had tonight. Uh, the uh, We're recording this like we always do on Wednesday nights, released for Thursday. Um, I had the uh, the Braves and the um, – who are they playing right now? Texas Rangers. And so I took, um, you know, looking at one of the guys I actually trust in baseball, 
and he had this play. So I, I very much copied it from him, but I thought it was a great play. Um, and so it was Spencer Strider to have eight uh, strikeouts and then Ivaldi um, to have five strikeouts. Both guys are very good strikeout pitchers. Both guys have hit this number 100% of the games this season. It was a minus 120. I felt good about it. I really liked I liked them both to go over their number of five and a half and eight and a half. So I thought they would go over that. It's it's a comfortable play. Spencer Strider comes out of the game with seven strikeouts. Okay. He pitched five innings and he only had, let me look it up real quick. He had 88 pitches on the on the on, on the game. 88. So he's not even at a hundred. Yeah. He gave up four runs off of two home runs in the in the two innings prior. But he came out in the uh, the fifth inning and actually and he looked really good again. But they pulled him, and then the next inning the next guy gives up uh, another earned run to lose the lead there. It, it just, that's infuriating. The one that he had eighty eight pitches, like just get just yeah. get him out there for one more <laughs> inning. Twelve pitches. He's not doing that bad. No, he's not doing that bad. So that pissed me off. Uh, the one that I do that that's the terrible one. This is the bad B, and uh, I saw this and laughed. So it was a plus. 6,328. Another one that you can find off of Pickett. So shout out to Pickett. Uh, if you want to go over there and uh, get uh, and sign up on Pickett, uh, it, they, you, you literally get $3 Venmo to you for just signing up. All you have to do is go over to Pickett, P-I-K-K-I-T, uh, and put in code Bluff City Bets, and they will give you $3 for just signing up. You might get more. It might be, uh, it might be your lucky day, and they give you 100 bucks, But I have everybody that's guaranteed $3, but over there on the bad beat section, I looked at this as a plus 6,328. Every one of these looks good. I'm like, all right, LeBron James, 19, over 19 and a half points. Anthony Davis over one assist. LeBron over four and a half assists. So I'm like, all right, well, where did he lose it on? And then I get down here to this one and it was a minus 1,429 part of the, 21 leg parlay. It was his highest leg, 14 29. And it was D'Angelo Russell, one rebound. One. <laughs> he didn't play the whole fourth quarter, I don't think. And he missed it off of one D'Lo rebound. It's always the last one. There's no reason to put it in there. It's, it's probably got him an extra $25, and that's the one. And uh, it's sickening. That's gross. Sickening. That's gross. All right, let's go over to the big cash. Any big cashes you've had uh, recently or you've, you've seen? Uh, so to cancel out my plus 350 loss, let me pull it up <laughs> on my phone. I had a plus 223 win, which, again, I don't know much about baseball. This is just basic Google searching to, to find this. I don't recommend anyone doing that. Do your actual research. It was uh, Acuna from the Braves. I have a hit. It was Fromber Valdez from the – Astros over six and a half strikeouts. And then it was the Padres to beat the Royals in that first game. I know that the Padres have lost two cents to the Royals, which I've been on the wrong side of that both times too, just throwing them in there. Because <laughs> um, I thought the Royals were the worst team in baseball. But um, so yeah, plus 223 there. Not, 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 you know, the biggest of odds, but it was, it was nice to see one go through the hoop um, after, yeah. after some of the losses this weekend. No, I like that. Um, Man, I, I am a uh, I'm a big fan of that. Uh, right now, I am currently tracking a Derek White points and assists. I'm sorry, points and rebounds. He has ten. I need point. him over ten and a half. So 
Uh, we need one more either rebound or point. So big, big fan of that. Um, big cash. I had uh, three the other day, and these are not big numbers. I had a plus 144, a minus 105, and a plus 110. Not that big a deal. But three of these combined, and this is what I am good at personally. And these are just one-plus hit parlays. I had uh, I had three that, that happened, and one of them was a three-team, three I'm sorry, a three-player uh, one-hit parlay, and that was the plus 144. But they all three cashed, so it pretty much means that I picked seven guys, and they all had a hit. Why I don't play that just for fun for $1 or $2 for all of them just to get one hit, it would have probably got me like another $50 off a of two. Yeah. It's just stupid that I don't do that. But the fact that I got seven and I had them all in three different ways, um, it, it made a little cash for me. And so it was nice to have uh, sweep the board usually on a uh, my hit parlays. Join the Discord, everyone out there. And that's that's where you, you released all those plays on the Discord, right? Yep. All of them were on there. Yep. Missing out. Yep, definitely missing out. All right, let's get into uh, – th- that's a segment we're going to kind of have some fun with. As it keeps growing, we'll, we'll get better at that part. That's probably our worst segment, you know, just because we're just looking around, just goofing off. But we'll eventually get uh, – we'll have more fun with that segment. All right, let's go into what to play. And so this is going to be where we spend the majority of our time. Uh, and so what are you looking to play? Anything that you're targeting uh, right now uh, ahead of time? You know, this is coming out Thursday, so this might be – early plays that we need to hit on and maybe some late plays. So just kind of give the people what they want. Yeah. So this one is for going back to that Nuggets Lakers series. And this one won't cash until the series is over, but I think that you're getting a good number. Now it is Jamal Murray to lead the series and three pointers made at minus minus one forty-five. So just looking from game one, Austin Reeves is currently leading the series and three pointers made with five. I'll bet everything I have that that's not going to be the way it ends. Um, I've, I know I've been since Austin Reeves towards the Grizzlies game one of the first round. I've always said, oh, yeah, eventually he's going to fall down to earth. Um, I think he will. He's not hitting five every game. I can tell you that much. Uh, Jamal Murray had four in game one. And I think just based on a volume perspective, and the, um, you're going to get the most looks from Murray than anyone else. And I think as the series progresses, he's going to be the, the constant – one to put up these shots and hit these threes. So I think at minus 145, you're getting good odds. Also, the Lakers are 13th out of the 16 teams that are, have played in the playoffs in um, threes per game attempted. So the Lakers don't shoot a lot of threes. We know that. So I think you're you're just getting a good number, a very comfortable number. I know it's a bit of juice at minus 145, but I do really like Jamal Murray to lead the series in three-pointers. I would think Michael Porter Jr. would be the only one who would really compete down the stretch with him there. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to go with with Murray, um, who's probably going to take more shots at the end of the day. Yeah, I would. Um, I, I like that play. Um, it's a little juicy, right? Minus 145, but I, I think that there's potential uh, there as a safe play. You're probably not finding better odds. I imagine mm-hmm. it was probably closer to minus 250 when the series started. Um, and there's no way that Austin Reed is going to keep doing that, which is yeah. zero chance. This right? is the, be- the best number you're going to get for the remainder of the series. So I would I would take it when you can. And that's the thing is like some people forget like, hey, sometimes these numbers, they could go back up because they will 100 percent. All right. So a a couple of games I'm looking at is uh, in baseball for Saturday. Uh, And these are two teams that are not very good. uh, But I also think that these are two teams that have two terrible pitchers. And that's going to be the Washington Nationals and the Detroit Tigers for the simple fact that both of the guys on the mound are absolutely garbage. 
Patrick Corbin, and Alex Fiedo. Like, they're not good. It's a Saturday game. It's a Saturday matinee. It's a 3 o'clock game. Both guys give up a lot of hits. So if you're looking for somebody, check the lineups that day. Check them around noon, right? There's not much going to change. Check the lineups. Go ahead and pick two people that have really good averages. Maybe if you want to dig down a little bit, if you want to go over to props.cash, that's what we use. Um, you can maybe hit us up in the Discord, use our actual props.cash bot. Uh, all you got to do is put that in there, and then you'll be able to see who you think might be hitting good against Patrick Corbin, who's a lefty, right? And then you look for maybe somebody that hits right-handed hitters good on the Washington Nationals. So um, that's what I would do. I will have a play on this game at some point, but I promise you these dudes are going to get lit up, and these teams are bad. And so these teams are not terrible at hitting, so I trust that they're going to be good at hitting. So that's one game I'm going to target. Uh, but also, uh, if I'm looking at this uh, this Braves and this Mariners, I am a Braves fan, so I'm going to hit on the Braves a lot just because I know a lot about them. But I'm also looking at these games. There's going to be a lot of runs scored in these games. And so if you're looking at the, the Seattle Mariners and the Atlanta Braves, these games are the weekend. It's an uh, inter-squad game, right? So it's AL versus NL. Uh, they don't know a lot about each other. And so usually you're going to leave a ball over the middle and these guys are going to be swinging like crazy. So look at the the total runs and, and those to be paying attention to. But that's all I really see in baseball. There's not much that is close that's going to be happening. Uh, but that's the two the two games I'm kind of looking at to see if I can get some uh, some hits and maybe some runs in. Um, anything else that you have uh, for what to play? Because we have obviously a lot that we can go through. Um, yeah, so this is more of just a conversation to have since you are the more of a baseball guy. These uh, no-run first innings, where do you stand Sheesh. on that? Do you do them? Is that something? I've been doing them just honestly for fun, no yeah. more than just just for fun. I hit hit one parlay today. I'll parlay two of them together just if I'm you know sitting there and have nothing to do before usually the NBA games start. Do you play any of them? Do you like them? Um, I yes. always – again, I don't I know. know too much about baseball. I always get scared to put yes runs first innings, so I always do no, but – what do, what do you stand on that whole thing? I say yes, runs are tough. But if you think about it, if you look at a, a pitcher that has really bad, maybe he 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 needs to get settled in more. And that's a lot of pitchers, honestly. They need time to get settled in. Mm -hmm. They need time to get settled in, and you have your best hitters coming up first. There's potential. The problem is, is like the flow of the game. Usually you can't get in it, and so you don't know how it's going to go. The first innings are always tough. The only thing I do like playing is uh, no runs first inning. But, man, still, that's even tough. I think if you're going to play the the no run first inning, it's got to just be a fun play. Yeah, I like parlays can be fun if you're going to do a low amount. Uh, so if you're going to do like a quarter of a unit on, you know, two or three or four of them, just to have some fun. It's a great maybe what 20 minutes 25 minutes now max maybe 20 it's a nice little sweat um yes. to get to get the day going i had it today i hit the one and then my second was the mets rays game no run first inning which hit parlayed that with the mariners and the red Sox, and got through the the top of the first with the mariners red Sox, and then red Sox score with two outs uh to kill that but they're they're a fun just kind of you know I saw there was like a whole thing on Twitter a couple of years ago, like just talking about those. So I thought that was just something to bring up if someone's looking for a fun little sweat um, to watch. Even if you don't like baseball, it's still a fun yeah. thing to, to bet. Yeah. And if you also look at it, I don't know if you know this, but another shout out to our uh, our friends over at props.cash. If you go to the, the main front page, 
you can go on no runs first innings and it actually tells you your implied probability it also oh, really? tells you it tells you your, the record that they have in the no, in the first inning you know whether they have allowed runs or not uh they break it down to either home or away depending on where they're pitching it breaks it down completely and it gives you your implied probability maybe we do something fun with that and every game that's over 70 percent implied maybe we just go ahead and throw some dollars on it we'll put it up on uh um over on our uh twitter page and so let's do that tomorrow we'll we'll yeah. pick out the we'll, we'll pick out a few games well, any game that's over 70 percent we'll parlay it cool. and we'll do that for a little bit and kind of uh, see if we can kind of have some fun with that let's do it all right i liked it i liked it all right um all right what to play um Things I'm kind of looking at is I'm looking at the NBA right now. We have a game going on. Do you have a number? Um, what the score might be right now? It is one ten to one hundred three Miami with six minutes and fifty seconds to go. Jimmy wow. Butler fade away. They're up ten or up nine now with six wow. minutes to go. One twelve one hundred three. Sheesh. Uh, Miami, I, what is up with this? I, you always think, you know, eventually they're going to fall down to earth. But, I mean, Jimmy Butler, 29 points. Jalen Brown can't dribble. Um, I've never seen someone be unable to dribble as much as him. But, or sorry, yeah, Jalen Brown. But, wow. yeah, I mean, I don't know what um, – I mean, I think this is going to be one of those things that Boston was like minus 550 to start this series. Yeah. Um, to win the series. So even with this Miami win, they're still going to be a big favorite. Yeah. Um, so it'll be interesting to see, you know, where you can maybe find some value in this this series um, and kind of how that all plays out. Well, this number was minus eight and a half when it opened, right? Or yeah. when, I think when the game started, it was minus eight and a half. If the Miami Heat come on to win game one, you can 100% expect that this number is going to probably be higher than that. And it's going to be funny. It's going to be weird. And it scares me because I, I think that Ryan, who's uh, he, he also does a, a podcast here, free basketball. He's, he's part of Bluff City Media. Uh, he was saying that he would probably pick the, uh, the Boston Celtics to win by 26 plus in game two if they lose first in this first game. It scares me because that line could obviously move up. Uh, and it could be the Miami Heat plus 10 and a half in game two after they just win. That would be crazy to me that you would possibly not take them. You would actually back the Celtics again. Yeah, that, I, I think they're, I've seen a, a stat, and I don't know it off the top of my head, but it is a crazy number when the home team loses game one because we saw yes. it happen a couple times. A Golden State had happened to. Obviously, Memphis had happened to. Um, that team that loses game one, at home normally comes out and covers the spread at, at a ridiculous rate. Right. Uh, I, I think Chris Vernon was talking about it. I don't remember exactly what it was, but something crazy. So that I, but yeah, if, if they end up losing this game, I bet you it ends up being double digit um, spread. Yeah. Which, so be careful. So even if you do have a team that wins game one, if it's a road team, just know they're probably going to get their brains kicked in because yeah. the other team knows they just need to take one. Yeah, you then they can go back home. home and then have to fly yeah. across the country to Miami. And that would just be, I mean, it really would be do or die at that point for him. Jimmy Butler just can't miss. So that's probably what's going to happen here. Um, Sheesh. Wow. All right. Well, stay tuned to that. Uh, obviously, you all, when you're listening to this, you know the outcome of that game. Uh, it is now going to be game two uh, for the Los Angeles Lakers and the Denver Nuggets. Any projections on game two that you're looking at for the Lakers and the Nuggets? 
Uh, it's sitting at five and a half right now, right? Right, that's correct. That's not, I mean, they push game one. I would I'd back the Nuggets at minus five and a half, honestly. I think that the Nuggets look better for – I mean, obviously there was the Lakers comeback, but I, I'm very confident in the Nuggets, as we talked about earlier, just kind of staying with that theme, um, handling at least our games at home. I mean, the Nuggets are one of, if not the best teams – in the NBA at home. So I would definitely take them at the five and a half. I think a lot of people will be taking the Lakers plus five and a half, mm. which makes me like it even more at minus five and a half. Um, hey, so hold on on that. So because it is the Lakers, would you feel confident in staying away from the number until you find maybe that, that number drop a little bit, maybe down to minus four and a half because it's yeah, the Lakers. That, it's the prime time. That you're going to get the Lakers. I mean, anything with the Lakers, you're going to get the Lake, the LeBron, fans the laker fans people who just you know don't look into it as much and say oh the lakers lebron james five five and a half point underdog so i think i would wait i bet you it ends up dropping to four and a half four okay. by tip so that's one of those we've talked about or you've talked about you know waiting and, and trying to find um your number so i think that that would be a good strategy and then by the time people listen to this it probably already will be or close to four and a half so i would definitely wait a bit over under is 226, correct? Mm, yes. I was gonna talk about that. That's interesting. I mean, obviously it got obliterated in game one. 258 points in game one. Yeah. The Nuggets but also said everybody hit their number their points yeah. number, even Austin no, no, Reeves. You have to assume that not ever. I mean, you who if you're a square better and just don't know much about betting, people probably made a fortune off that that game one. Because anyone who just threw all the, the overs in there, parlayed them together. Um, probably think they have this whole thing figured out, but if someone, <laughs> yeah, eventually you would think that someone's not, you know, that's, that's a crazy number for all those guys to go over. 226 is low. Obviously Denver, their offense just doesn't seem to really stall. There's just so many ways that they can score. Um, I think it would be more the Lakers flaming out than anything, but again, the Nuggets defense is decent, not great. Um, so at 226, I honestly would have expected it to be higher. Than 226, which makes me kind of indecisive on what to do there. Yeah, it's scary. I, I don't know um, where to go on that. I think that number is very good, but I would probably go over that 226 mm -hmm. and a half because what I'm seeing and projections of uh, a place that I kind of follow and trust a little bit, they have it at 230 um, and they have a the, the score at 118 to 112 uh, for the Denver Nuggets. And so obviously they clear the five and a half as well. So it opened at minus six and now it's fallen okay. down to minus yeah. five and a half. Uh, and so I'm hoping that maybe we're going to see that buy in from the Lakers and it's going to mm -hmm. fall down all the way down to maybe four and a half at four and a half. I love it. So listen, we'll make that an official play. If it gets down to four and a half, we expect the Denver Nuggets to win by five or more. Um, and I'll make it an official play. I'll have more than one this week. I'll say over the 226 and a half. All right. So over 226 and a half. And we'll do a, a fun official play together. Uh, and maybe I'll parlay these two just for fun, uh, just for Bluff City bets. Uh, we'll, we'll say it's over four and a half, minus four and a half. Sorry, minus four and a half. All right. We'll do that. Uh, I think that'll be fun because I think that I'll have some buy in the game. Um, update Derek White cashed. There straight you go. cash, straight cash, yeah. homie. Uh, that was when we put out in the Discord. So if you are a Discord member, make sure you go and sign up. It's $5. But if you sign up now, guess what? We'll give you a free month. One, one whole free month. 
That way you can find out, one, do you like our plays? Two, are you a, a local fan in, in the Mid-South, the Memphis area? If you're not, no big deal. Don't worry about that. It's $5 a month. We'll give you one month free. All you have to do is use the code BCMBETS, and that is Bluff City Media Bets, BCMBETS, and it'll get you one month free just for signing up, for hanging out and being our friend. Not a big deal. Um, all right. Let's go ahead and keep moving. I think that was a lot in that segment. Let's go ahead and get into our official plays, and then we'll get out of here. Um, your official play, we'll let you go first and see if we can uh, cash with you. Again, you're one and one. One and oh, right? I mean, one and oh. I'm sorry. We are one and one. We are one and one. You're one and oh. I'm oh and one. <laughs> we'll see. Um, so this and mine is actually kind of strange because I know we just talked about Jokic at the, to start the show and the rebounding aspect of that. But I'm going to go Nikola Jokic to lead the game in rebounds at minus 135. So, again, he's going to – obviously, we'll see how the Lakers kind of adjust in terms of him maybe not getting as many offensive rebounds. But, you're, you you know, it's him against the field essentially in this spot. Um, Anthony Davis did have 10 in game one, which I, he would obviously be, you know, your biggest threat unless LeBron James or Michael Porter Jr. just kind of went crazy. But Jokic has hit this in six of his last seven games, dating back to that Sun series. Um, I think the only one he didn't hit was like a game five, and I think Kevin Durant had 14 or something crazy. So you're going to need someone to do something a bit out of the ordinary for them to lead the game in rebounds other than Jokic. Um, I also think that the way that Jokic plays, and AD only had two rebounds at halftime in that game and mm. gobbled up a bunch um, – as the Nuggets started to kind of stall out, miss shots, and kind of help the Lakers on that run. Um, Jokic normally will get the ball at the top of the key away from the basket. You know, we'll see if AD goes out with him, however that plays out. Um, but he had 21 last game. He had 12 in the first quarter. Um, again, I th if he gets 13, I don't see Anthony Davis getting 13 rebounds. So I like um, Jokic over or to lead the game in rebounds as my official play. I like that. I'm looking at the numbers right now, um, and Anthony Davis versus Denver Nuggets just this season. I'm looking at his uh, his quarter numbers right now. He's not really cleared. He has a three-and-a-half first quarter number. He's done it once in the four games they played. He had one in the first game of this matchup. Uh, so I'm going to look at what his number was. And so the third quarter, that's when he produces the most um, – Honestly, I guess of rebounds, he had a game of six. He had a game of four. Uh, those are big. And let's look at the fourth quarter real quick. What just happened? Everything just died. All right, we're going. Now we're back to the fourth quarter again. All right, here we go. Uh, fourth quarter, Anthony Davis, he averages three and a half uh, against them. And so it looks like second half, Anthony Davis on rebounds is kind of the direction. So Maybe that's something we target as well as we look at his number. If he's producing, obviously, at a high level, it's probably not going to keep going high. But if he's if he's under, uh, his total number for the game uh, looks to be 12.5. So if he's five or less, I'm going to hit the number at halftime as long as it's not super juiced, minus 130, 140. Yeah. I'm probably going to look at, you know, what what is that number? Is it 10.5, 11.5, and it's a decent number? I'll probably hit that because more than likely he is producing on that second half. So that's something yeah, to watch. I know as well. game one, he had two at halftime. His live over under was seven and a half. And obviously oh my God. With 10. So that was a spot there that you could have gotten some value. And LeBron James has been, he had 12 rebounds in game one. He had nine in the three straight before that against the Warriors. And the Warriors are small. 
Um, so LeBron's getting a lot of rebounds as well, playing a lot of minutes. Um, so I like Jokic, who's, you know, the main rebounder for the Nuggets to, to hit that. Yeah. Well, uh, funny thing about this is LeBron in that third, uh, third quarter, he had zero rebounds in really? game <laughs> one. And he's and honestly, he's, still. yeah, out of the four games he's had against them, he's only had four total rebounds in the third quarter. So that's something to look at. Let's see what the fourth quarter he did. Uh, the fourth quarter, he had another four. Um, and then he's he's averaging 2.8 in the fourth quarter. But if you look at that first quarter, he had four. Yeah. He had four in every quarter but the third quarter. The third quarter is abysmal for him. And I don't know if there's a way to bet that. But if you can bet the third quarter, go under on LeBron rebounds. I don't care what it is. He's only had four four in a total of four games against uh, the Denver Nuggets. And it looks like he's just not a good rebounder uh, coming out of halftime. So He's old. He probably feels – needs to warm up in that third quarter to get going for the fourth <laughs> would be my guess. He's got to get lubed up. Um, all right. let's. Uh, I'm going to go to my play real quick. I'm going to check out the score. What's the score on this game? 114-110, wow. I believe, Miami. Yep, two and a half minutes ago. 117 wow. now that it's hit a three. So 117, probably... 110 with a minute and a half to go. Looks like this is a uh, a game one. Yep, another missed shot. Uh, looks like we have a uh, Miami Heat stealing game one. Wow. Never would have thought that. They're not going to stop, I guess. Wow. All right, Jimmy Butler. I am completely shocked by you. Now they're up 10. Butler just drained a three. All right, let's go into mine. I'm going to go to uh, Bruce Brown. He's going to be over five and a half rebounds and assists. You can find this currently on FanDuel. Uh, this is out already. I cannot find this anywhere else uh, at the very moment, but it is a minus 140. Uh, the, the reason it's minus 140 is because he's hit this in every single game he's played against the Lakers. Like every single one. Not, not just like some, but every single one. I'm going to pull up his numbers real quick uh, and so I can kind of read them off. Um, he's what is this first quarter? I got to get out of the first quarter. Here we go. All right. So on the year, he's averaging 7.3 rebounds and assists. 7.3. He's hit this in 70% of his games this year. He's still, he's still playing for the same team. Nothing has really changed. He had uh, he averages eight against the Lakers this season. He's cashing every single game. So he's five for five in every single game this year. And so we're going to go with Bruce Brown for over five and a half rebounds plus assists. And mainly he's getting it on his rebounds, but his assists have been good too. But uh, he's very consistent. His last 10 games, the lowest amount he's had is five. And so looks like this is going to be kind of a sweat, but I, I think that he ends up getting on his normal six that he usually averages in the last 10 games or so. And so we're going to go ahead and cash with Bruce Brown for over five and a half rebounds and assists. And hopefully he pulls a Jimmy Butler and just kind of just keeps playing and just Mr. Consistency. That's what I'm hoping. Just needs to keep happening. Throw the ball to Jokic and, and let him throw a shot up, get you an assist. Yeah. Or let, let, let Jokic shoot. You okay. just like let everybody just, you know, do their thing. And you just got to go down there and grab you a rebound. One a quarter. Perfect. One assist per half. That's all we ask. All you need. Simple. Nothing, nothing Simple crazy. Math. It's not hard. We'll, we'll, I'll, you know what? We'll make sure he's aware of that. Um, all right. Anything else you have uh, 
on this because we're obviously uh, hitting up on the 45-minute the mark, so we want to get out of here. But uh, anything else or any uh, kind of information you want to share to the, the good people? Um, no, honestly, um, the soccer part of it, uh, if anyone did follow that, we, we were good on the soccer side. Um, Manchester nice. City also did qualify today for the finals, so I hope that some people, as we talked about, taking them as a future rather than the um, – you know, the wait for the final because now they're right. sitting at minus 240 for the final when you could have gotten the money line. I think we said like plus 125 or something like that. So I think that was something that hopefully and in soccer is one of those things that we do want to touch on and kind of, you know, people may not be as familiar with. So I think that was was something. And then looking at something similar, just an interesting way to kind of frame it. If you're looking at NBA finals, um, winners, futures, Mm-hmm. I think a good way to do it if you want a little bit of extra value is taking the team's best players to win MVP. Um, so if you get if you think Denver is going to win the final right now, they're sitting at plus 135. Unless you have an Audrey Iguodala situation, <laughs> I'm comfortable to say that Jokic is probably going to win the MVP as the best player normally does. And right. you can get that at plus 150. So I just think that, and obviously you're taking a bit of risk if Jamal Murray goes crazy or whatever it may be, but I just think that that's something. And if you're looking at like, if you think the Heat, Heat are winning game one right now, they're plus one, they're plus 750 currently. This will probably change when this game finishes to win the NBA finals. And I think Jimmy Butler to win the MVP is plus 1900. So that's wow. a bigger, that's a bigger, I mean, if you're going to bet Miami plus 750, no one, especially in the Heat's scenario, to take yeah. Jimmy Butler plus 1,900 to win the MVP. Um, again, something could happen crazy, but I just think that that's a strategy that I've implemented in the past um, last year, and it worked out. Um, I did it for the NFL as well for Patrick Mahomes um, rather than taking the the Chiefs. So I yeah. think that's just an interesting thing that I don't know if many people look at, um, but there's something I do a decent amount. Yeah, no, I like that. Um, all right, one thing I'm going to give away uh, is a uh, the tournament winner. Uh, for the PGA Championship, I have a ton of golf bets over in uh, the Discord channel. If you want those, please go uh, go check it out. Uh, I promise you, the tournament matchups is the way to go. Those will be the big cash. I have a, other, a bunch of other stuff if you want anything else. If you want to know whatever possibly you want to know on the golf side, uh, feel free to, to, to let me know. Contact me directly. Uh, but one player that I really like that could win this tournament, and he's at a plus 1,600. And that's going to be Patrick Cantlay. Like you can get him, I think, in one of my bets. I, I, don't, I don't think I have it on me right now, but uh, I think I have him as a plus, uh, as a top twenty. I think he's at uh, top twenty is a plus one hundred. So a plus, pretty much even money is what I think he is on a. Uh, I think he's on Fanduel actually, and so I really like Cantlay this week. I think he's going to have a good weekend, and so I'm I'm expecting to cash on that. I don't know about the plus 1600, but if he does, plus 1600 ticket is going to look real nice in my pocket. I promise you that. Um, all right. Well, you know what? We've had fun. We've cashed last week. We went one and one completely. You were one and zero. I was 0 and one. So I'm I'm expecting to get back. I'm going to break it. I'm going to go back to even this week and go one and one. And we're kind of kind of heading the right direction. But we're going to keep cashing with these. But make sure you uh, stay tuned. We're going to put these other plays that we have up as well as the no-run first inning for some baseball plays. Uh, I believe there is some day baseball tomorrow, so make sure you stay tuned. It could be a little bit early, uh, but we'll make sure that we have uh, those up for you on the site. And we'll try to do a little bit more on the Twitter. 
Uh, if you could uh, follow us, is it at Bluff City Bets? Yes, right? at Bluff City Bets on Twitter. Yep. So make sure you follow us there. Uh, Chase runs it. Uh, me and uh, Mark, who is over uh, Bluff City Media, we're going to try to help a little bit, put some more plays out. So we're going to kind of tag team this in a sense uh, and make sure that we can give as much information out to the people. And we're going to get this running really good. Uh, we have some uh, special news that's going to be coming out in the upcoming episodes. So make sure you stay tuned for that. But that's all we have. Let's have a great week and let's cash. Thank you for listening to Bluff City Bets. If you enjoyed this episode, leave a rating and a review wherever you download your podcasts. Also, like and subscribe to Bluff City Media's YouTube page. For comprehensive coverage of all things Memphis sports, head over to www.bluffcitymedia.co and find out how you can become an insider. We will see you back here next week.